Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Full-time whistle has just gone and as it's holidays, everyone's away. But Seb and I have decided to take time to give you an instant match reaction to that perhaps fortunate 2-1 win over Brighton. Seb, mate, how are you doing? I'm all good. Yeah, not perhaps fortunate. I think def- definitely 100% fortunate. We'll, 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 we'll go in, but um, thank you, Mr. Atwell. Much appreciated. Yeah, oh, so they right, just going through it. We're going to go in the deeds, but two disallowed goals for sort of questionable handballs, like there, there. Uh, two penalty shouts. Uh, the one on um, Mitoma from Hoybier. There was uh, the late one, which I thought the, the initial contact was outside the box, but it was still a foul, which Atwell didn't give. Bit of fifty cuffs, bit of biffo in the in the dugouts. Um, so yeah, plenty to to get through. But as usual, we will start with the lineup. Um, not really much to say. Same same old, wasn't it? Yeah, I said it on the after the last game, not many other options. Obviously, I think Charleston was on the bench, wasn't he? Um, so maybe a, a call to make there. But um apart from that, it was um it was to be expected. We haven't got any other right backs, any other or right wing backs, any other left wing backs, any more midfield options if you want to put Sar in, maybe, but I don't think it's ever gonna happen. And as we covered before, Conte Light. Same players, same formation, same shit, different day. But I mean, that, that, like you said, though, the injuries that we've got to, to the likes of Davies, to Emerson Royale. So, I mean, just for devil's advocate, say that we did want to go back for, but that would mean drafting in Sanchez or Tanganga, surely. So his hands are tied in that we kind of have to stick to the system of, of the back three of, of Dyer Longley and Romero. So it, it's understandable, but you're right. It's, it's not a clean enough break from the Conte era, maintaining his backroom staff, keeping his number two. I think we saw, um, again, we'll get into it with Mason with his sub when he brought on Danjuma. Like, if Stellini was still on the bench, do you think that he would have he would have come on? I don't, we don't know. Anyway. No, I, 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 again, let, uh, let's, let's, let's cover that now. Might as well, because uh, I, I, I thought the, we, ch- well, we will talk about it lately, but uh, later, but basically I thought it changed slightly when the subs were made and you would think, by Mason, I can't see Dan Juma coming on the pitch if Stellini stood there. Yeah, so that was it. We, we, we're calling that a Mason call. Um, but yeah, back to the, to the start of the game. Our opening goal. I mean, the opening 
sort of 10, 15 minutes, it sort of set the tone. We knew that they would come up. We knew that they would boss possession. And our clear tactic was to hit on the break. And we did have some nice breaks. And with that goal from Sonny, it was it, it was one of those, it was a, a throwback to last season. It was so well hit. It was almost a top corner that it nestled in from a good sort of 30 yards out, I'd say, or, or maybe a bit less. But um, what a great start. And you're kind of hoping that, that we would capitalise on that. But But what a goal from Sonny. Yeah, fantastic. We've been waiting for that pretty much most of the season. It was a really good goal. It looked like it was going to go wide right until yeah. the last minute. The curl on it was was fantastic and uh, and found the top corner. That's one of the best goals uh, of our season. Um, yeah, I felt it was. It, look, I felt it was slightly end to end, but actually, particularly after the goal, felt like Brighton just dealt with it a lot better than us in terms of that when they broke up our counter, they almost counter countered. Um, and they were just much, much better on the ball. I felt again we were there was loose passes when we did have the chance to counter. I think we lost it in midfield quite a lot. I thought Kulusevski was non-existent for the first 35, 40 minutes. Not didn't didn't really see much of him at all. The other thing was, I definitely think that we intended to play the ball down our left a lot more, or at least keep it in the middle and keep it away from our right hand side to Brighton's left where Mitoma and uh, Estepinion um, play uh, and and have a lot of joy. I felt every time it went out to Brighton's left, um, they were looking for the overload. They were looking to kind of suck Porro in, in field um, and, and kind of uh, have additional men out on that left-hand side. Uh, and when it went out there, I thought they did look dangerous, but um, they just looked a bit more streetwise to us. And it's the difficult thing is, we we all want Spurs, all of us, after, especially after the last two main managers that we've had, to play front foot attacking football. Now, today might have been, and maybe it's proved, a game not for that, to kind of suck it up and hit them on the break um, and, you know, kind of wind them up, break the play up, as, as, as I think we did, particularly in the second half. It's just a difficult time to do it when the fans, particularly at home, want us to be on the front foot attacking, looking to take the game away from teams. And when you go 1-0 up, it just felt again, let's sit back, you know, let's sit back and uh, uh, and soak it all up, which is shown in the last couple of games, doesn't work very well, hasn't worked very well. So it it it, it was it was kind of it seemed a bit counterintuitive, but I can kind of see on this occasion against a team like Brighton why you might want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not doesn't make good viewing, like you no. said, especially at home. It's just or the crowd gets subdued, just sort of almost immediately after our goal. We just we did just sort of sit back and and they had a couple of chances. There was one where Hoybier was just dealing with it. We were trying to play out from the back, and it just makes me so on 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 edge, so nervous, you know, because I'm like. We don't have the players for it, and they're, and they're so lackadaisical in possession. And, and, he, and he lost it, and he lost the ball himself. He had options to play it out, and he just was like dillied on it, got tackled, and then threw his arms in the air as if it was someone else's fault. It's like Pierre, what are you doing? I know he got the assist, so we'll give him that. But I thought he was shocking today. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think he gets through ever such a lot of work. Uh, you know, that's a, that two man midfield. They are just. I've said it before, my expression is that they're firefighting the whole time. But yeah, on that occasion, um, he did he, he did give the ball away un, almost unnecessarily. 
Lloris pulls off a great save to his left and then the ball comes back out a few few seconds later and he pulls off a, 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 a great save on great save on the other side, I think, to tip it tip it onto the post. Um so at that point we were we were proper under it. Um yeah, it was a good half an hour from the from ten minutes in from the goal to about forty minutes, whereby we were doing this playing out from the back, trying to retain possession, I guess. I, I don't really know, inviting them onto us, but they were they were too good. They, most teams in the Premier League are too good for our defence if we decide to play out from the back. Yeah, the, most teams we we look most te- we make most teams look good going forward when we play out from the back because we can re- they can read it. It's it's we're not good enough. We're not Man City. We're not other teams that that like to play out from the back and can do it quickly. Um, I've said it before. The wing backs for me push too high up, so the the option for the defenders is to play it into Hoybier or Skip, and I don't think they're the they're the best at getting that ball, making a turn, and and finding finding an attacking player. So we're just inviting pressure. Eventually, on around forty minutes, um, Larice hit a long. I don't know if it was a goal kick or a or a clearance, and within five passes, we'd had Sun. Um, Kane and Perisic on the ball and Perisic, uh, Perisic put in a deep cross I think it was and Porro got on the end of it with a header so it was completely different to anything we had done in that entire first half and yet we come out of it with, with, with a shot on goal so I don't know who looks at the stats to kind of say do you know what the best thing to do is boys the best thing to do is um, let's keep the ball at the back and try and play our way out rather than just occasionally switching it up we had a shot and I know that doesn't sound like a lot but in that first half it was yeah, it was a uh, Hoybier was was the man because it was a good break and he was sort of run onto. I think was it Son or Kane played it onto him and it was it was. I think the defender did come across, but if it's one of the the front three, they're, they're going to be a bit more sharper. They, that that could have been the second goal, which again uh, something that, that maybe we didn't deserve, but but or deserve huh? Um, but the um, <laughs> their goal though, like I don't know what we're doing defending corners. I'm I'm assuming we were playing zonal. Because they just sort of stood around, and you could see it no one was picking up Dunk. He sort of ran in behind, and, and it was just so frustrating to see. And it was Romero was just stood in the middle, and he's sort of, so unaware of what was going on around him. It was such a stupid, easy goal for them, and and but deserved probably as well. Uh, yeah, on the balance of play, complete, completely deserved. I knew they were going to score as soon as the commentator on my stream said, uh, "Brighton don't score from corners." <laughs> They'd scored two all season, and uh, and you know Spurs are one of the best at scoring, and and also I think actually to give them credit, they, they don't concede concede that many. Um, but yeah, it is this zonal system, this um, kind of um, for me the problem with it is it absolves players of of taking responsibility. So, you know, someone can see that, that Dunk is, is moving in unmarked, big lad at the back post. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen, but you're able to say, well, I'm in my zone, I'm in my area, so it's not my responsibility. And then you just all look at each other after it goes in, uh, blaming each other. Um, and it's, it's one of the worst things to see on a, on a football pitch. Um, look, a lot of teams do zonal mark, but there ha- for me, there has to be, you have to have like a, a bit of common sense in it in it you know you have you can't be tied to i'm just going to stay in my little three yard box um and mm. do and deal with that if you can see something that's gonna gonna happen and it was all of it's so obvious we could all see it then you've you've got to you've got to deal with it you've got to take take some leadership um you know a lot of teams zonal mark but that doesn't mean that they just absolve themselves of all responsibility 
Yeah. Well, I think it wasn't it Rafa Benitez that, that championed zonal marking or something. It just makes me pick up a, pick a man and stick with him. Yeah. Surely that is the simplest and most effective way of defending corners. I, I, I think it's difficult. Again, are you the tactician? I'm not. I, I th- well, I wouldn't say I'm a tactician. I think it's difficult because what that, what that means is with, with man-to-man marking, you, it needs one mistake one man not quite picking up his man or bullied out out of it, which can happen. You end up picking up the wrong man, you know, 5'11 against 6'4 or something like that, and you, you get bullied out of it and you lose that challenge. You, the, the odds are in the favour of the attacking team. The, the idea of zonal marking is you take responsibility, obviously, for your area, but the best teams take responsibility for the area and for the ball in flight. That is the... That, that's You have to kind of merge the two. If you look at teams like Man City, who, who never ever concede from uh, from corners that's what they do they zone they zonally set up but they take responsibility for the zone and for the oncoming man so it's you, you've got to win your battles you know you've got the battle you know the battle isn't against the space is it the battle's against the man running in so if you can see the man running in then you have to switch on and make make that decision and that's what we didn't do yeah well, the second half came along and again, it was sort of similar to the first. We were just sort of sitting back. They were pressing, they were bossing possession and, and they got a goal which um, was disallowed, thankfully. I, again, that could have gone either way because it was sort of, his arm was, uh, so it was uh, Danny Welbeck got the goal and, and McAllister was sort of deflected off his arm, but his arm was sort of inside his body. So, And again, I don't know what the rules are these days. I don't think if it is accidental can it stand <clears throat> but it was because he didn't look intentional he was sort of jumping out of the way of the flight of the ball with his arm tucked in it did hit his arm and that, that deflection did cause the goal so was it rightly disallowed or do you think that should have stood look I can't pretend that I know all the rules with regards to handball but the last thing that I can remember hearing was that uh, from the, the attacking um, side any if it hits any hand anywhere in the in the phase of play uh, of an attacking player, then it then it's disallowed. It reminded me of a few years ago, Pochettino's kind of getting toward the end, the end of Pochettino's time when we played Man City and we brought it back to two all. Lucas Moura um, kind of came on and headed one in with his first touch, and then right at the end um, they scored. Um, I can't remember who who scored for them, but in the build up, it was from a corner, and in the build up, it brushed a Man City player's hand, had no, literally no effect on the ball. But the rule was, if the attack, if the attacking team in the phase of play, if it hits any hand anywhere, any kind of in any way, then it's disallowed. So as soon as I the, the kind of VAR looked at that, and it did divert the trajectory of the ball, sure, um, sure, I was yeah. expecting I was expecting that to be disallowed at first. I thought it was another Hugo cock up. Yeah, so you kind of see him dive like nowhere. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought he'd, he'd muck that up, but, um, but obviously it was, a, it was a big deflection, um, off a hand. So realistically it has to be disallowed. But I thought, I mean, you mentioned Lucas Moore. Do you remember against Sheffield United when we scored, when the defender, so Lucas Moore is fouled, the defender kicks, when we're in the blue kit, the defender kicks the ball then against Lucas's arm. It ricochets, I think Kane scored. And it was this, I thought after that incident that the rules did change somehow that if it's, if it's not intentional, I don't know. But, but, but thankfully, we, um, un- we did get the luck of it. It wouldn't be unusual for a rule to change after Spurs have been uh, done over, would it? <laughs> we, 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 we're quite used to that by now. But um, but no, I, 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 look, I don't know. But either way, it was a big deflection off a hand in the in the area. That's That's got to be disallowed. 
the Matoma one as well, just going back earlier, um, I, I thought that was another should have been should have been disallowed. Um, it hit, it, that definitely he controlled that with his arm. So yeah, and it was, it was an intent more shoulder than arm. I, I, I think I said in the WhatsApp group it was more shoulder than arm, but there was still arm in it. And so, yeah, disallowed. But 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 again, just fortunate. Uh, well, fortunate, and yeah, it's a handball. So maybe not fortunate. Maybe it's just going with the letter of the law. But it felt bloody fortunate at the time. Yeah. Um, and then gone. No, no. Well, well yeah. I, I mean, we've got more things that I think we can talk about where maybe we can consider ourselves fortunate. Those those were two, but I do think they were the right decisions. But I think if we look at the penalties uh, incidents, then we might have different uh, different opinion on those. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this was around the time that it all kicked off on the, in the dugouts. We had, because uh, I think there was needle thought at the beginning of the game, Deserbi put his finger in Stellini. Maybe there's history there from, from Italy. Uh, sort of rowing and passionate Italians rowing on the side uh, the, in the did, dugout. Uh, did Deserbi uh, uh, manage in the third division of Italy? Stellini's been Conte's right hand man. Conte can be quite explosive on the touchline as well. So there could be history there. Um, but it was ridiculous. Like uh, the, the, the sending off. I think we said this in in the in the WhatsApp group that. It, it, we, Stellini wasn't involved at all in that. Like a diver sits right behind the dugout. He sent us a video. Stellini was just standing still in his area. So I think, and, and got a red card. Uh, Deserbi deserved his because as Darby was saying, he kept coming into our technical area and the fourth official kept allowing it to happen. And that's obviously going to wind up the bench. So I don't know if it's, if it's provocation, if it's deliberate, if it's gamesmanship on Deserbi's part. But just after like the, the pod with Sandro sort of talking up Deserbi and how Deserbi is his managing mentor, I was like, all right, I'm Deserbi in. After those antics, fuck off. Like it was <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing. And and Stellini, I think the red card was for our bench as opposed to for Stellini. That's the only logic I can think of with that decision from the ref. Well, that, that doesn't make any sense if if that's the case. I, I don't know. I'm just Look, we'll come on to the rest of the game, but there's part of me that is quite happy to not have Stellini on the uh, on the sidelines for however many games he, he gets banned for, um, because I thought it kind of swung things in our favour with with Ryan Mason making the decisions. I don't know. Let's let's see what happens. But yeah, Deserby definitely had some beef and just didn't come across very. Um, I don't know if it is like you know people were saying, oh, it's an audition for the for the Spurs job. Not that I believe that at all. But if it was, then he didn't come across very well. He came across like a bit of a prick. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was all a bit unnecessary. We're not. It's not. A, it's not a huge rivalry. Yes, I guess there's there's quite a bit on it um, in terms of European football, which Brighton have never had. I didn't realise that until today. They've never ever played in Europe. So look, yeah, bit bit of bit of high pressure. And if they won today, then they're they're in a very good spot. But it all felt a little bit kind of handbags and a bit bit pretend you know not really I don't know what he was I don't know what he was trying to do but yeah again yeah 
Look, I can only say what I saw on the TV in that Stellini seemed to be out of it, calm, in his technical area, arms folded, ignoring all the all the goings on. De Zerbi gets sent off. Everyone's happy because we think, we think we all deserved it. And then he gets the red card out for Stellini. Um, and then they will walk, walk down the tunnel and, uh, and separate it out. So... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know if we'll. I don't even know if you get to um, appeal a manager's red cards. I'm sure you must. You must be able to. Is that? Do, do you get? I think can. But again, if it was for the bench, then or failure to to control your bench or something like that, then then it might be a sort of might be pointless trying to appeal. But he was just so in shock. He was like, "Look, I've literally been standing here whilst this guy's been going nuts with with our technical technical team." What do you expect? He keeps coming into our area. And then, they, as you said, they're around through the tunnel. It just, it, it was, like I said, it was embarrassing, probably from both benches. We kind of have to put our hands up as well. But it, it, there was, it was quite needly, the game as well. I'm, like just, there was, I'm just reading, actually, Brent. It does say that he was given the red card for failing to control his coaches. Yeah. Which is, I so don't that was a thing. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I think Diver said it in in the WhatsApp group, and it is a thing. So again, it's probably pointless to to appeal it. But it, it, like I said, there was needle in the game. Like there was McAllister was up to his cheeks. Romero as well was was up for it. There was this, this, the, the Argentine axis of shit housery. Um, Caicedo as well was giving it a stupid and they, 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 these are really aggressive players. And and I thought we we did stand up to their aggression. I think we we were chasing shadows a bit, but. We, uh, I thought we um, we gave as good as we got with the with the the needle. I thought, well, what, what did you make of the sort of the temp- temperament of the game? Yeah, I did. Uh, I find Romero a bit wearing now. I, I, I think I find him slightly embarrassing because I, I like his the I like the way that he plays on the front foot. I like his kind of no holds barred. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I actually don't have that much of a problem with him flying in because I think at least some of the time he gets it right. It gets the crowd going. It's kind of what you want because I don't think we've got much fight in the team. I don't think we've got anyone particularly leading from the front. And so it is kind of necessary. What I don't like is this fucking rolling around. It is it's just embarrassing. Going down, clutching, whatever. Look, Dunk did trod. You know, tread on on his foot, um, but you know the two minutes spent rolling around, um, obviously trying to get a, a, a red card or get VAR to look at it or, or anything like that. It's just a bit stupid. And if I was his manager or Harry Kane or anyone, I'd be saying just cut it out. But a lot of these Argentines, they seem they seem to have it in them. I agree with you, Bren. I thought um, Brighton were physical. I think I think you you, you have to be now. Um, I do like McAllister as a player because I think he's he's got kind of got a little bit of everything. He's he's a little bit streetwise, got the the nice one touch football, can hit a pass. Um, you know, he's I know there's a lot of talk this week of Madison being the the priority for a creative um player. I don't know who's making those decisions, I don't know who's putting that out there, considering that we don't have anyone in any kind of leadership role at the club. Um but um yeah, if if not, I'd I, I wouldn't mind McAllister, I think he's a, I think he's a, a cracking player, um, but yeah, it did all get a little bit, little bit pushy and shovey. Um, like I say, it all felt a little bit, little bit pretend to me. But I thought we, um, I did think we stood up well. Yeah, well, I think like the the, the news was sort of go off on the tangent here. The news yesterday that we've just recruited Scott Nunn, Munn, even sorry, not someone I'm too familiar with. But he's from the City Group. I think it was based out in Australia. So obviously he's got the Postacoglu rumours kick-started again. But I think 
that's probably in reaction to Paratici's uh, pending appeal for his court case and, and sort of admission from the club sort of to perhaps maybe distance themselves, sort of starting the post-Paratici era, getting this guy in. Again, don't know him. He seems more of an executive type guy as opposed to a football man. But coming from City Group, they, they've sort of set the... Uh, the, the trend in terms of how to have, how to be a global presence. Uh, they've just bought my uh, my local team here in Brazil, Bahia, which which sort of flew under the radar. But my my team down the road has just been bought by City Group in the last couple of months. So a good move again, a sort of an admission from Levy that he's not a football man. Well, I don't I, I don't personally get it. Um, I, I get we need to replace Paratici. I... <laughs> I couldn't tell you who does what at the club now. You know, I thought we had uh, Greta Steinson working underneath Paratici. I haven't got a clue what he does. Um, we've got so many coaches. Every time I look at the bench, there's someone who I've never seen before. Um, I, I, I I, don't know, Bren. I couldn't tell you anything about him. I know he worked, like you say, for City Group, Melbourne and Victory. I know that they only started to win once he'd left. So I don't know if he set something up <laughs> and left or, or whether, um, you know, I, I I don't know, Brent. I don't think the whole thing's a mess. It's a di- chat maybe for another day. Um, yeah, yeah. I've gone, I've gone off on a tangent. Yeah, but just when you said who's making the decision. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Don't get it. Look, mm. surely you have a guy who manages the team. You have a guy that uh, kind of runs the football operations in terms of working with the manager and or being a conduit between the manager and the chairman. Right, we want this player. This is who we targeted. You have a network of scouts and a few coaches. Uh, you know... I know it's a lot more complicated than that, or it appears to be, but I don't necessarily see the need. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, well, let's let's finish up the game. So there was the the second penalty appeal we, that looked to pen the one on Mitoma from Hoybier when he he did sort of catch him on his foot, and I don't even think it went to VAR. It was right in front of that. Well, he just waved it away. Had that gone to VAR and had he had another look, I think he'd have given that because that that like the commentary it, here was like was that a definite pen. pen. Yeah, it wasn't so much on mine. I think I was watching an Irish Irish commentary. Um, it was a weird one because it was kind of like a bouncing ball. Mitoma kind of fails to control it properly. Um, Hoy yeah, kind of goes in. And then when Mitoma's kind of got it, yeah, kind of Hoybier's going for the initial bounce of the ball, if you like. Mitoma gets gets it under control. And by the time Hoybier kind of goes there, he kind of makes contact with his knee. But then Mitoma goes down holding his shin. So it was... It was, it, I think it was one of those, if the referee gives it, it wouldn't have been overturned. And if the referee doesn't give it, it's not going to be overturned. So we're lucky for us. Like I said, Stuart Atwell seemed to be um, very pro Spurs today. Look, we've had some right shocking decisions in the last few weeks. The, the, you know, who knows where we'd be right now if the uh, if the Southampton penalty hadn't been given in the last minute. Um, you know, would Conte still be here? Where would we be? Would we beat in Everton? Would be would we be third or fourth? Yeah, who who knows? But that that was that was terrible. So to kind of get a few going our favour today, and they are look pretty much all of them. Like I said, the handballs I thought were handballs. The penalties are fifty fifty decisions, I think, and luckily they fell on our side today. Yeah, well, let's let's wrap up the game. Kane's goal, like it was, it was a good break, and I was as I said, I wasn't too impressed. It's pissing down rain out here, so hopefully you can still hear me. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Pierre, but when he sort of pulled, pulled it back, you couldn't see who the player was in the camera frame that he pulled it back for. And you're like, oh, who is he pulling it back to? Thankfully, he's not pulling it back to himself because <laughs> he, he described it, but it was the right man, the right time, and a superb finish. It did come off the defender a bit, but keeper ain't getting that. Yeah, it did. It did. I've got two words for you, though, Bren. 
Dan Juma. Ah, yeah. When he came on, he came on, he literally, all he did for for a minute after he ran on was run at their defence and run at their goalkeeper. And that's what sparked it. There was a different energy for about two minutes in the stadium. You could feel it uh, come through on the TV. Um, the the crowd got behind the Dan Juma um, uh, substitution. Nothing against Kulisevsky, who again, I think, showed a few little things today, but not not really great. Dan Juma come on, the crowd get up. Dan Juma runs at a few players. The ball comes, breaks to us in midfield. A uh, little nice ball, I think, around the around the corner from Son through through the legs. I think it was actually uh, Hoybier makes the makes the the run plays. I mean, I I thought Hoybier was going to square it to Dan Juma, who was who was up, but no, he pulls it back to Kane. Like you say, little deflection, but fantastic. Was it deserved? I don't know. I don't know. It was a really odd game because it felt flat in the stadium. I can't remember too many chances that we created, but. Also, I can't, apart from the, and it's going to sound crazy, but apart from the goals that weren't goals and the penalty incidents, Lloris was untested. Lloris didn't have a lot to do today. I haven't seen the shot stats, I haven't seen the XG stats, um, but there wasn't too much. We conceded from a set piece um, and they had a few more opportunities. It was a very, very strange game. And actually, I felt, kind of going back to my original point, in the second half, I think Spurs actually did the the dark arts a little bit. And it wasn't even the dark arts. If you let Brighton play, if you let them have the ball, uh, uh, and I think we let them have it too much in the first half, the second half was, let's break it up. Just keep breaking it up, keep breaking it up. And we know with Son and Kane, you've got the players there who can who, who can turn a chance or a half chance into, into a goal. Um, and then after we scored, I felt it was the same. We kept just kind of breaking it up, not letting them get into a rhythm. Um, little shoves, little just little things, particularly on Mitoma, not really letting him have the opportunity to kind of run with the ball. As soon as he got it, it was a little shove, a little nick, um, getting away with them quite a lot of the time um, and probably did what we needed to do to get that to get that win. And look, as crazy as it sounds, we've lost one in six. <laughs> Last six games, we've won three, including Chelsea and West Ham, um, drawn two that... I think we all thought we were going to win, and obviously we've had we've had one defeat. So, you know, I still think we've got a hell of a fight on our hands to get top four, especially with the the other results today. Um, but we've still got to play the two teams um, uh, that 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 we're we're now chasing it with, and there is a little bit of a gap now. So, uh, in terms of the teams below us, um, and Chelsea lost again. So there you go. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, I've not seen the other score. So yeah, so RXG. Uh, Tottenham 0.81, Brighton 1.36. So they beat us on XG, but they still got pretty much like a goal and a bit. <laughs> yeah. And we, we outperformed our XG by, by 1.2. So, yeah. Am, uh, am, so I, in that, am I going too, too light there, Brent? Can you remember Larice doing having... Oh, obviously, so there were the two in the first half, the one that hit the post and the, the one that he tipped, tipped, tipped to the side. Um, but particularly second half, I can't remember Larice having loads and loads to do a couple of punches from corners and things like that yeah the corners were were my sort of key worry like uh, they, they just kept winning the headers and just thankfully they were going off target so but uh yeah second half i think and, and there was that the challenge from uh from tanganga uh right at the end you're like oh fuck please don't be a pen and it looked a foul to me but it looked like the contact was out the area and atwell just didn't even give them the foul so um, again, one of those ones that Brighton fans can be disappointed with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they perform, outperformed us on XG. I don't have the, the, the shot stats. I can pull them up. But but we won. 
we won. We got three points. And as you said, we're, we're not that far off the, the pace when it comes to perhaps top four. I still think new, just the momentum is with Newcastle now. Maybe United are faltering a bit. So I think maybe our game against them, as it's at, it is at home, isn't it? That we Our yeah. United game? Yeah. 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 So again, you'd you think perhaps that's our best chance of sort of gaining ground on them. But but Newcastle, they 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 did Brentford today, which is which is no mean feat. So um, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's up in the air, man. Newcastle's next game is away at Villa, and they are flying as well since Emery's come in. I mean, they are. I'm just looking now. They're six points behind us in in sixth, um, but they are, and we've still got we've still got to go there. Obviously, they beat us at home, um, so. You know, you it's still very open. It is still very open. But that was that was a big three points today from not playing that great. And Bournemouth at home next week, you would expect another three points. Newcastle go, like I say, go away to 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 Villa. I think that's the early kickoff. So look, all right, they might have a game in hand on us, but we could be level with points with them come this time next week. So so much to play for. Um, I would just. Look, I don't want to say give it to Mason. That's not what I'm saying. But I do just feel we'd have a better chance with someone else, not Stellini, on the sidelines because mm. I, I I, haven't seen anything different. I didn't see anything different today until he got sent off. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Mm. The atmosphere lifted for, like I said, for five minutes when Dan Juma came on. And I do believe that was Mason's call. And it just... I. Uh, so I just I just feel like I don't get the Stellini appointment still, and I want it. I want him to do well. I want anyone who's in the in the thing to do well. It's not anti Stellini. It just seems like it's exactly the same um, scenario with him him on the sidelines as it, than it is was with Conte. Mm. Yeah, we kind of. I think we we spoke about it with with Sandro and Charlie Eccleshare in the last pod, and it's kind of like I think that's it's the our only option. I sort of touted perhaps Harry because obviously Sandro played under Harry with Spurs and with QPR and but even Sandro is just like he just thinks that the game's probably gone a bit too far beyond Harry Redknapp now he began his managing career in 1983 as I put in the, the slack chat recently hi Jack um, so yeah it's it, we're kind of stuck with him uh, and it's well, there, was there's a, old... there was a huge um, when Stanley got sent off there was huge and really loud Pochettino singing um, he's still out there he's yeah, yeah. He, he's still hanging around. He's either in London or he's in Spain. I think he's in Spain with all his coaching staff this week. Um, yeah, just there you go. He's still he's still there. And I tell you what, it it it's whoever comes in because I don't think we'll get one of the 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 the, the big guys, the 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 Nagelsmanns or um, Enrique. Basically, one of them will go to Chelsea. I think I don't think we'll get the other one. Um, so whoever we we get in, whether it's company or Deserby or or any of them, it's a massive risk again. And there's a guy there who knows it, who knows what to do, who knows the club. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. We've gone round and round. We've gone round and round this, haven't we, Bren, for, for weeks now? It seems like it's all we've been talking about. Yeah, well, it is important, and I'd, I'd welcome him back. I mean, he, he it's it, the old unfinished business. The football was when it worked. It worked so well, and that final year. I mean, yeah, it was it was awful. We didn't win away for a year, etc., and sort of fluked our way to the Champions League final. But 
he didn't get the support from the club. He just built a stadium. He wasn't getting the players that he wanted. He wasn't able to do the painful rebuild that we've been doing ever since he left. So I'd take him back. I, and he and I'm sure he would come back. And I think maybe like people have said, well, as he's available, why isn't he, why isn't he joined now? And he's like, well, say he did join now. And we don't get like we play shit the last ten games of the season. It just it doesn't start off his comeback really well. So he could still be in the frame, or maybe we could announce it, like say, look, Poch is coming back, and so then, and then he wouldn't have that worry of having to to deal with his last ten games of the season, the pressure that comes with that in getting top four, and start afresh, get a full preseason in. I don't know. I don't know. After after the Sandro Pod, I was like, fuck it, let's get the Zerbian, but maybe he doesn't want to come. I want someone that wants to come that feels that they deserve the get the job but it feels that they are also fortunate to be in the job as well that that, that, that Spurs are a big club and Poch gets that he, it's weird that Poch was so successful at Spurs that he's made Spurs a team too big for Poch and I'm like that that, that just doesn't make sense that's, it can't it can't so yeah that's a really good point Bren that's a, that 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 I haven't really heard anyone say that before but that I think that's absolutely spot on you know we've kind of got almost kind of got ideas above our station I think like he, if you rewind it back four years, eight years, ten years, whatever, he's exactly the type of guy that we would be going for. And suddenly, mm. we suddenly we think to ourselves, we, you know, almost we're we're too big for someone like him. What? Because he because he hasn't won anything. Well, guess what? Neither have we. So you, you know, it's like I don't know what I, I don't know what people want. I just I, I, look. I'm not leaning to 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 Mason taking it on because I don't think Levy would ever say to Stellini and his his guys out you go and we'll let Mason take it on I just thought it was really noticeable today I think we really need to drive that point home I think Mason made the made the changes the atmosphere changed ever so slightly just for five minutes we got the goal and then we were able to see it out and I don't think that would have happened if Stellini had still been on the on the touchline yeah all right, let's wrap it up. I've got to get buy a bunch of Easter eggs for the kids uh, in the pouring rain. And I'm sure you have plenty to do with your 4,000 boxes of, of supply that you've just got delivered to your home. <laughs> you made that sound really dodgy, friend. Especially, it's normally you that gets the 4,000 boxes through, mate. Uh, yeah, now mine's slightly smaller packages. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds worse. That sounds bad. Um, but yeah, Seb, uh, thanks for joining, man. No worries. Thank you for having me on. Much in- enjoyed it greatly. Thank you. Cool, mate. Cheeseheads, enjoy Easter. We are about to do so ourselves. We've got a win. We've got the three points. Next up is Bournemouth, which should be a win as well. So, look, it's not that bleak. Let's keep the faith. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.